Don't say that a loving God is going to send you to hell. He's not. The thing that's going to send you to hell is the fact that you are a sinner and don't want to admit it. J. Vernon McGee Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Thank you for tuning in to the 620 Live Podcast where we may all speak boldly the name of Jesus. Now, you may be wondering why Paul starts with the belt. I freely admit that I was wondering the same thing because you would think that you would need salvation first. And I'm not saying salvation isn't, you know, shouldn't come first. I'm, I'm merely talking about the armor of God. You would think that the helm of salvation would actually be first because uh, me I associate words with other things and, and salvation you know of course means saved you know and uh, but you, you have to be saved before you know you can even communicate with God other than asking for you know him to forgive you and to be the Lord of your life but the helm of salvation is important. I'm not saying that it's not, but I wanted to start with the belt here because Paul started with the belt. Now, when you when you look around the world nowadays, and I'm sorry my voice is like cutting in and out. Uh, it's that time of year for me. Um, but the reason that Paul starts with the belt, like I said, is extremely important because the belt is like the the access point for for the soldiers of the time, and I'm not really sure about today's soldiers. Um, it's you know been a long time since I've actually seen one, you know, in their like uniform and weaponry and and things like that. But I, you know, do know, like, Batman, he had his utility belt. There was a comedy movie called Blank Man. His tools were in his belt. Yeah, I know police officers carry, like, you know, their gun on their belt, and I believe their zip ties or handcuffs, whatever they use now, on their belt. You know, they, they used to be belt clips for phones. They pliers that go on your belt. A carpenter has a tool belt with nails or screws, hammer, things like that. Things that they need, things that they can get to quickly. Those things that they use quite a bit. And it could have been the reasoning behind the whole, like, fanny pack thing because people would store stuff there around their waist. Now, looking at the way society was whenever I could see and from what I've been told by others, there's a lot of people in this world that don't know what a belt is is because their waistband of their pants is around their ankles and and I know I'm joking there but 
you, you see their underwear. And as I've heard people say several times, I'm glad they got underwear on, you know. But it's it's disrespectful to other people. It's nasty. And doesn't really be it doesn't really lend itself to like good to good hygiene or definitely not good manners. But the belt all they'd have to do is put it on and use it and then their pants wouldn't be midway their butt crack. But I, I digress. I just really, really, really wanted to use that word. I don't know why, but it was floating around in my mind. So, But the belt, super important. Now, with the soldiers back during Paul's day, their belt was where they could carry their tools, carry their weapons. So it's not a whole lot different than today's society where, you know, we wear belts and, you know, it, it keeps our pants up. But we don't really store a whole lot of tools on it unless you're, you know, someone in the field of, like, carpentry or, I guess, mechanics could. I'm, I'm not really sure. But the people whose job requires them to be able to get to their tools quickly and things like that, you know, they they would wear belts, like utility belts, um... I think that's what actually Batman's was. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not a big superhero person. But the belt has a lot of importance and is, like I said, the the access point for everything else because it holds your pants up, it holds your weapons, it holds your tools, it keeps you from worrying about things falling down. So the belt's importance should never be diminish it should never be forgotten it should always be applied and you can't you can't put on a full armor without putting every single piece there i want the truth you can't handle the truth now that i've uh, played one of the more famous audio clips maybe the most famous from that movie A Few Good Men it really makes me want to watch the movie again but that's that's the truth of it really when you think about that quote I want the truth you can't handle the truth two different characters two different points of views and it goes back to the quote from J. Vernon McGee we don't want to admit whenever we hear the truth. I mean, nobody wants to hear that they're extremely overweight and need to lose weight. No one wants to hear bad news, even though it is truthful. A lot of people don't want the truth. They want to act like they want it. They want a semblance of it, but they don't want the full truth. They don't want to be blunted by the force of the truth. Now, 
back to the quote, people want to say that they know God. They want to say that they believe in God. But how many of them actually have the New Testament faith and they believe that Jesus lived a perfect life? Well, first of all, he was the only begotten son of God and that he came to this earth voluntarily and that he lived a perfect life without sin, died in a horrible death, and rose again. Believing in that... Um, it's not going to be easy. I mean, we can't see him. We didn't see him. We take it on blind faith. You know, trusting in things unseen. Now, the truth isn't always nice and fuzzy and cuddly like a little puppy or a little kitten. Sometimes the truth will knock you back. Sometimes the truth will knock you down. When somebody tells you that, or told you that you are a sinner in need of being saved, I'm sure it rocked you. Like, why do I need it? But then you realize that you actually do need it. And true conversion has you eager for it going through trials the truth of it is that it brings you closer to God so we need to make sure that we put on this belt of truth to hold us up to keep us steady to be ready to put on the other parts of the armor and and like I said yes we will get to those you know, and we're gonna we're gonna go. I won't say in order because I may jump around. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm definitely going to the boots next or to the sword next or to the shield. I, what I'm saying is we're going to cover them all, but I, I don't really know that there's. And, and I'm so hesitant to say that this one's more important than the other than, and that the other ones are not as important. Because they're all equally important, and I hope I'm conveying what I'm at least thinking in my head correctly. Because that's, uh, I think the filter is stopped up in there, so it gets a little, you know, cluttered sometimes. But what I'm, what I'm getting to is that belts can also be used, you know, in, in, in other ways. They can, you know, they can be used as weapons if if you need them. You know, it's kind of morbid, but you could choke somebody out. You know, people have hung themselves with belts. You know, you could wrap your knuckles in it and use it to punch. I mean, there, there's so many things that you can actually do with a belt. And... This one is the most important belt. I mean, it's not like it's a championship belt, like from, you know, a wrestling thing. But it's it's no less important than any of the others.
I want to apologize if I uh, repeat myself <laughs> in this um, section. I'm re I recorded in sections so that you know I can gather my thoughts and take a little sip of drink. But um, so I apologize if I repeat myself here. Um, again, you know, going back to the foundation, we need something to build off of, and. I just hope I'm not <laughs> repeating myself, because um, I, I just, as you all know, I like to do the podcast, like, raw, like, what you hear is what you get, I don't want any of that, like, really cleaning up and making it sound, like, professional, I want, you know, to be like I am, talking directly to y'all, like y'all are sitting out, you know, and I'm up on stage if that's how you want to picture me. But the thing is, we need a good foundation. You know, you need a car's frame. You build a car around the car's frame. You build a house on a foundation. You don't have a bed, then build a house around it. You don't have a radio and build the car around it. You don't put a door or a window up and build the house around it. You have to have that foundation on which to build. In other words, you know... 2 Timothy 3.16 gives us the fact that the Bible is truth because every scripture is breathed out by God. Now, a lot of people want to go off, as the old saying is, half-caught, not knowing everything that they need to know. And I'm not saying that anybody on this earth will know everything that there is to know because there's just no way that we can know everything. I mean, we can read the Bible twice a week or, you know, we can read it 300 times. It, it doesn't really matter how many times you read it. It doesn't matter how many times you pray for understanding for for that knowledge the fact is your life is going to be different each time that you read it so therefore it's going to change it's going to mean more to you as your life experience grows now what i'm getting at is you need to know the truth in order to be able to preach the truth you can preach whatever you want there's nothing against that because you can preach that the sky is pink with purple polka dots don't make it true you can preach that a chevrolet is the best vehicle doesn't mean that it's true you can preach that Mountain Dew is better than Sprite. That may be true to you, but it's not true to everybody. You can preach anything, and you can preach about anything. It doesn't make it true. Now, with, with the Bible... You need to know the truth in order to be able to preach the truth. Now, how can you get to know the Bible? I'm glad you asked, Richard, because 
Richard is going to tell them. You read it. You absorb it. You read it. You pray about it. You read it. You pray. You absorb. And then you repeat. Yes, you can get study guides. Yes, you can listen to podcasts. Yes, you can listen to sermons. And those are all really good. I'm not saying that they're not. But what I'm saying is the best way to know about the truth is to read God's holy word. Because preachers can, or preachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, you know, me, we can absorb it this way, understand it this way. But to you, in another situation, same verse, totally different. What it speaks to me may not speak the same to you. What it reads to me may not read the same to you because our walks are different. And I, and I know I say this a lot, but, you know, I was in a wreck. So verses about struggle may read differently to me. You may never have been in a life-threatening situation, so the verse may not mean the same to you. And likewise, I can speak to a different audience than someone else can. But doing this podcast and having spoke at church and having, you know, taught Sunday school for several years, yes, yes, I'm I'm, I'm thankful about it. I'm not saying that I'm not. But what I am saying is that's a great responsibility and you need to be in the Word. You need to be studying. You need to be you know, absorbing and praying and, and, and knowing more and learning more in order to be able to help others that are out there. And, I mean, I've come across this in my own life. You know, this, and, I mean, I can't say a, a specific verse because uh, my memory just does not work that way. You know, for instance, say John three sixteen, and I hate, hesitant to use that verse but it's one that the majority of us know for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you know that verse is gonna stand true no matter what but what I'm saying is like it may mean a little more to me this day than it may mean to you you know it may mean more to you than it does to me on a certain day or certain season, a certain time in my life. doesn't make it any less true because it means something different to each of us. It's just God speaking to us. It's our life that we're living, our walk, our experience. But you need to know the truth in order to be able to speak the truth, to preach the truth. And... Just like a soldier would not go into battle with a 9mm handgun and the only ammunition he had was 50 caliber shells, that would not be very good to him because basically all he has now is dead weight. 
he has a paperweight. Not that people use paper much anymore, I don't think. But the point is, if you go into battle unarmed, chances are you're not going to come out unscathed. If you go into battle armed, but not with the right ammunition, well, you're up a certain creek without a paddle. I mean, because I don't think the enemy will let you go grab some ammunition and come back and, you know, I don't think they'll just let you beat them over the head with the gun, which is practically a hammer now. So not only do you need to be armed with the truth, but you need it as your ammunition because I don't know if other people have noticed this but the devil and his minions are out there attacking seeking whom they can devour and destroy so what better way to prevent that or to be ready for him than to have your ammunition to have what you need to have everything at your disposable at your disposal not disposable because otherwise you're really just wasting time so make sure that you are prepared make sure that you read make sure that you dig make sure that you absorb and you pray to God to give you guidance to understand this to understand that in the Bible and you know, also be ready because the next season in your life, those verses may read differently to you. And I want to leave you with this. And it makes a lot of sense whenever you think about it like this. And and I, I can't remember the place that I got it from. Uh, GCU.com, I, I believe. The thing is, a belt keeps your clothes close to your body when you tighten it up. When you tighten up your relationship with God, the belt of truth brings him closer to you. So the more you tighten that belt, the more you get to know him the more you get to worship him the more you get to communicate with him the tighter and tighter the belt gets which is a good thing this will not cut your air supply off like a leather belt would but it does keep God closer to you and there's nobody among us who couldn't do with an even closer walk with Jesus so when you go out this week, be sure to tighten up that belt of truth and don't let your Christian pants sag. See you next week, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. God bless y'all.